it's not often that, uh, you know, I stray from the live and let live mentality, but then sometimes you've got to just take a moment because you'll get taken advantage of sometimes when you live this way. And that's part of it. I mean, that's, you know, that's part of the, the package. But in general, I feel like, hey, if you're not hurting anybody, you know, live and let live. But I want to present to you uh, perhaps the most in face palmingest, most like absolutely like it makes it's going to make you real. OK, I'm promising you. I'm warning you now. And uh, I, I just sometimes you just got to say that I'm not going to pretend this is normal anymore. Now, this is a tweet. By the wonderful Ashley St. Clair, uh, definitely worth a follow on Twitter if you're not already. I had no idea that like this was a thing. Okay. Sometimes I'm happy that I'm just, I don't, I live out in the Midwest. I don't see this kind of stuff. She tweets mentally ill men claiming to be women are uh, inserting frozen tomato paste into themselves to mimic. Well, uh, a woman's cycle. And then she writes, I'm so sick of pretending these people are normal. This appears to be, I thought this is how like out of touch I am. I thought these were hot links, like little like venison sausage things that they cut up when I first saw the picture. And I was like, well, what is going on here? And this says taking my... Fem cycle to the next level. Frozen V8 popsicles you make with molds from bottled water from Walmart. Hope this helps. What? This says, thinking of making my, my uh, to the next, uh, next level, I have regular monthly cycle every 28 days. Uh, using all the products, and I was wondering what others do to mimic flow and discharge. Gross topic for some. Any advice would be great. And it's not often I am at a loss for words. Use a tracker app on your iPhone. It warns one or several days ahead of a projected start time. Having used tomato juice, frozen cylindrical cubes as described above, sometimes just sometimes I just squirt ketchup packets from fast food place onto a pad for added sensation. After Halloween, look for fake blood on discount wherever costumes are sold. What? I, 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 I don't understand. Name something, that, and she continues, name something that isn't a crime but should be. Sticking ketchup popsicles up yourself to feel like you're going through a cycle. Here's Sarah Gonzalez. What the F? I hate it here. Ashley Sinclair lives with TikTok. What? Men can menstruate. All it takes is a tube of tomato paste and some laxatives. I don't think I'm ever going to have a Bloody Mary again. Uh, like, 
I, I don't understand. Here's, you know, and it's like the, the, the trans movement, this person says the trans movement is inherently misogynistic, mentally unstable men mocking and impersonating caricatures of women whilst eradicating women's spaces, women's rights, and the very definition of a woman. I don't necessarily disagree with that. It's just, you know, at some point, you know, you want to be accepting, you want to be, but like, this is people encouraging what is probably behavior that needs to be examined by somebody who's a professional. Of course, people on Twitter say, why, you know, oh, how does this affect you? How does this affect you? I don't think it necessarily does, but these uh, individuals are the ones continually propped up as people that are above criticism. And I think that, you know, what you do in, in the comfort of your own home, I'm really conflicted here. Like, I think it's crazy, but also like, I, I mean, if you, you want to do that in the comfort of your own home, that's fine. Um, I don't know that, you know, stuff like this is not great either. You can see this video went pretty viral the other day. Oh, this trans girl experiences first intense period. Now, I don't know if, you know, I, obviously I'm not a biologist, but in case you didn't know, you need a uterus for that. Um, the muscles contract and it's the shedding of the uterine wall. This is basic biology. Uh, this is something that I would classify as solved. Um, and no, and again, like this is, to me is mocking women's like, you know, biological women's cycles and the, and this, and the, and the pain that can often come along with them. Like this person goes through like, like, oh gosh, I just, oh, I have a, I have to put a heating blanket on. Oh, if anybody says welcome to womanhood, I'm going to be mad. You're not a woman biologically. You can do whatever you want, but you also are not having period cramps. <laughs> this looks like one of those TikToks where the boyfriend slash husband mocks his girlfriend wife as a joke. Instead, a dude who's clearly not going through a period is just pretending he is and doing exactly what he's seen other women do. This is just woman face. When you eat too much ham for Christmas dinner... Um, what? Uh, it's such a mockery to women who actually have to deal with this. The left is intentionally trying to marginalize real women. Yeah, I don't necessarily disagree with that. You know, I think that you end up in this situation, and this is something that J.K. Rowling has been talking about. And by the way, HRT causes abdominal, ab abdominal cramping and gas. Uh, so <laughs> that's what it really is it is not uh period pain and it mocks <clears throat> it mocks women uh you know what they really have to go through and this is like one of those things where you try to balance i try to be you know i'm pretty woke you know i'm pretty progressive i don't look i don't think that you know either one of these scenarios on their own are necessarily evil and whatever, but like this is a big thing now. We've got this Dylan Mulvaney guy, right? Who's just doing woman face too. 
pretending, you know, oh, it's day 74 as a woman. Ha ha ha. I'm going to go get some tampons. Ha ha ha. It's not funny. Like, you have some sort of, you know, it's like we have to keep embracing and propping up what is clearly, in, in some cases, people that need to get help. Um, and we're erasing women and, uh, in exchange for wokeness and likes and retweets. This video has 10 million views. Like, this is just some kid that who knows where they're going to be in 20, 30 years or whatever the case may be. They're not necessarily, you know, maybe they're not really trying to harm anyone. But, I mean, like, it is not, it's not, you're not having a period. Um, and you, you want to say, I mean, I feel like, you know, I want to say, oh, it's, you know, it's, you know, who are you hurting? It's fine. But, like, at some point, you got to put your foot down and say, like, no, um, this is not, this is not okay. Uh, women have to deal with very real issues and now they're having biological men come in and, and basically, uh, woman face and, uh, mock them, which, uh, I don't particularly appreciate. Most of what you read about the Andrew Tate arrest is not true. Uh, nobody seems to care about doing the legwork, especially on Twitter, especially Twitter journalists, are more concerned with Twitter dunks and likes and retweets than the facts. Um, I, I've never considered myself an Andrew Tate guy. I, I'm unfamiliar with his career. Um, I've come to defend him several times because I'm pro-free speech. Uh, I don't know what kind of man he is off camera, and I don't want to speak to that. A lot of people feel like they want to make, uh, they want to um, make opinions on that. I don't know. I've seen some videos where he puts his hands on people that are that are pretty disturbing. I don't understand that. I don't know if there's more context to it. Maybe there is. Maybe there isn't. What I will say is that regardless of what uh, the man has done or not done, he's clearly not getting a fair shake. Because people are just spreading fake stories about, about this arrest, just like they did the last one. And it's not even an arrest. It's a detainment. There's a clear difference. So if you haven't yet, make sure you click that subscribe button down below the video. I will follow this case and be as fair and balanced as I reasonably can, which I think is more than you're going to get from any mainstream media source. So first thing I need to debunk, um, he's not been arrested. He has been detained. The two are very different. Um, here you see, as of 21 minutes ago, prosecutors have requested a 30-day arrest extension for the influencer. Right now, he's simply being detained. There is a difference between those two words. Again, I also want to be clear. If what is said is true, then let justice be served. But the man deserves a fair trial. Okay. Prosecutors say they have found six women who have been exploited by them. Okay, what does that mean? And nobody knows. That, all we know is that, that nebulous statement. Now, we know about the, the cam business and things of that nature. I'm not saying the guy's a saint, all right? Two things can be true at once. You can be correct in maybe statements about society or um, the matrix or the woke mind virus, things of that nature. 
Um, but also you can also be incorrect in other areas. It's not black and white. Tate was detained, not arrested, uh, on Thursday on suspicion of organized crime and trafficking and things of that nature. Greta Thunberg, who's getting all the credit for this, and there's none of the credit, she had a good dunk, let's admit it, but she had nothing to do with his arrest. Uh, I want to move on to bologna sausage story number two. As I'll share with Alex here. No, Andrew Tate's arrest was not made a result as of, of pizza boxes. It looks like Greta, who probably isn't even tweeting any of this, is spreading false information. However, the anti-organized crime unit representatives said that it was not the case that Tate's arrest had been made as a result of the pizza boxes. So the people that arrested him said that is not the case. All right. So I know people are getting millions of likes and retweets on this fake story, but it's simply not the case. Um, again, detains, not arrested. You see, Russian prosecutors have asked Bucharest courts in fr on Friday to extend the detention of Andrew Tate by 30 days, which I don't believe they'll get unless they have truly hard evidence. After the divisive internet personality was uh, arrested. Okay, so is it detained or arrested? Nobody even knows. I, everything I've seen is detained. Um, Tate, a formal, you know, anti-organized crime prosecutors have notified that the rights and liberties judge, I'm sorry, the rights and liberties judge of Bucharest court with a proposal to remand the four suspects for 30 days. The brothers declined to comment on Thursday, but their lawyer confirmed that they had been detained. They appear in court appear in court Friday as they awaited the decision of whether or not to grant the prosecutor's request. Prosecutors said that Tate brothers had been under criminal investigation since April. Quote, the four suspects appear to have created an organized crime group with the purpose of recruiting housing and exploiting women by forcing them to create spicy content meant to be seen on specialized webcasts. So this is going all the way back to the webcast stuff. I don't know if that's still something he does or not. Like I said, I'm looking at this objectively. I'm not a Tate fanboy, but I am a fair trial fanboy and I am a free speech fanboy. They would generate large, you know, they would have gained important sums of money. Prosecutors said that they had, they had found six women who had been exploited by them. Now, again, if this is true, let the trial happen. Let suspect, you know, who knows? I have no idea what it's like in Romania in terms of their criminal justice system. This could just be a shakedown. By the way, shakedowns happen in the United States, too. They're just a little fancier. I don't know that. I, I'm just saying, I don't know. I don't live in Romania, okay? I think the only person I know that lives there is, does V live there? I feel like V lives there. But, like, I don't know. Maybe it isn't. Maybe they have rock-hard evidence. Of course, you know, the media, what, what's one of the most frustrating things about this i'm actually show now here's another thing okay people are pointing to andrew tate quote unquote predicting this which maybe he did do but i will also say maybe he knew charges were coming i don't know but again here he is on the full send podcast uh predicting it the the truth is this so I, I knew it was coming. I absolutely not knew it was coming because of how orchestrated it was. The only thing, and I'll state this at the beginning, the only reason I'm upset by being canceled is because I've expired one of my lives. Because first you get canceled, then they make up a reason to put you in jail. And if that fails, they kill you. So now...
He's probably not wrong there. He's probably not wrong. I'm down to my last two lives, which is also why while I'm answering this question, I'm still being careful how I'm answering it. I'm not telling it's you scary that. scary shit. It's scary because they've now, they've given me the warning and I'm still running my mouth. Now, I can't be sure who the they is in this. It's a nebulous statement that I think probably generally leans towards the powers that be. But yeah, I mean, his cancellation was perfectly orchestrated. I think anybody who's looking at this, and again, I feel like I have to keep saying this. <laughs> I'm no Tate fanboy, all right? But anybody who looks at this objectively, uh, looks at his cancellation, for example, that thing was so rock hard, like <laughs> so well coordinated because they had had several practice runs of this, right? Donald Trump, Alex, they had other figures that they had um, practiced this coordinated deplatforming on before, and it was so easy to just do it to Andrew Tate again. Thankfully, in 2022, there are other options out there. You know, maybe you're watching this video on Rumble or Odyssey, or maybe you're watching it on Twitter. BitChute, maybe. But there are other options out there for people. Uh, five years ago, that just really wasn't the op that really wasn't the case. Um, and you know, I think again, ev look at all these people like running this pizza box uh, baloney. It's just not the case. It's been debunked by the people who actually uh, detained him. And you can see, you know, pizza chain swamped with hysterical five star reviews after Andrew Tate's arrest. I mean, that is funny though. You know, like you have to look at it. You have to have some sense of humor, right? Quality pizza and outstanding performance and taking down uh, the international human trafficking ring. Again, alleged. Good pizza, good service, excellent arrest record. Five stars. Even Jerry's Pizza got in on it, saying, the reason we are the most wanted pizza. I don't, I don't really get it, but, you know. <laughs> Andrew, a fake Andrew Tate review. Pizza's so good, I got arrested for it. Again, no. Uh, oh, we got Tate. Oh, look, they got the S. Yeah, we got Tate. And they got the S kind of, I don't know if that's on purpose or not. But again, none of these people seem to care about, you know, due process. The guy hasn't even been arrested or, or formally charged. Uh, and the internet's like, ah, we got him. <laughs> By the way, I will be covering this through the weekend. I suspect later today we'll get another video about whether or not he's released or going to be detained for another 30 days. I suspect the case he'll make for an extended detainment will be that he has money and means and can leave. But uh, if you, I know, I'll continue to cover it, so please make sure that if you haven't yet, you subscribe down below. Um, I try to cut through all the BS and get right down to the story itself. You see here in Daily Mail, Andrew Tate's private army, social media star, um, hired bodyguards, so it seems like he needed them, to patrol his Romanian compound and was so paranoid about his security, he, re he revealed that he, uh, he slept with a weapon as neighbors reveal Shock. Well, why wouldn't he have armed guards? I don't understand. You know, this is a guy that has enemies, right? Um, 
he lives a certain lifestyle a lifestyle uh and it's very it's very concerning i want to end this with you know he did respond okay um he simply said the matrix sent their agents but part of the part of the sad thing is just how quick everyone is to say ha 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 they, you know the guy got arrested because we don't like him or you know or you have like morons like um h3h3 ethan klein again saying oh he's he's guilty of this that or the other thing but he's never been convicted of it and it would appear by the way that he has access to his phone because you have the he says the matrix sent their agents he's got 675,000 likes on that so he's got plenty of fans this can probably come to a million likes and then four hours ago he retweeted elon musk musk's tweet was what if i told you the only way to escape the matrix is to unlearn everything that you have been taught and rebuild your entire belief system based on critical thought and analysis it's one of those things where people have been brainwashed people are like oh if cnn says it it's true this is going to be a real big test. This is bigger than Andrew Tate right now. Um, so make sure you're paying attention. A break in the, in the, in the shocking case in Idaho where a bunch of college kids uh, were removed from this planet while they slept. It was a bizarre case that saw twists and turns and all sorts of theories and uh truly captivating storylines uh but at the end of the day at the end of the day it really felt a lot like this was some sort of planned thing like it was some kind of attempt to pull it off almost so like a almost like a copycat of um uh why can't I think of his name <clears throat> the campus guy um Ted Bundy or something like that. It was really bizarre. Um, but now they have somebody in custody and it's pretty interesting. Washington state. Okay. So this person, I'm not sure what they're doing in the area. We're, we're going to try to figure all this out. I'm going to try to cover this now that we have a suspect, but Washington state criminology graduate who's 28 years old is arrested by SWAT team at 3 a.m. in Pocono Mountains for um, the incident that happened to the Idaho college students back in November. Now, many people thought the cops literally had no idea who this was. There he is. Looks like a proper psychopath to me. Uh, also looks like uh, Dennis from uh, It's Always Sunny, who's also a psychopath a criminal justice graduate has been arrested uh, for the University of Ohio incident more than that was six weeks ago I honestly I'm like dead set 100% being honest I thought they were never going to catch him I really did I thought that they, I mean it was like wow they have no evidence whatsoever it's going to be it's going to be really interesting to see how this guy ended up on their radar and how he ended up knowing these kids too, because he was 28. These, the other ones were, you know, 20 and 21. It would be unlikely that he'd be in their friend group. Kohlberger is being held 
for extradition in a, in a criminal investigation based on an active arrest warrant, of course, for the incident. Sources say authorities knew who they were looking for and hunted the suspect down to Pennsylvania in the Pocono Mountains, more than 2,400 miles away from Idaho. It is understood that Koberger is a PhD student at Washington State University within the Department of Criminal Justice and Criminology and did not even attend the University of Idaho. According to the college website, Koberger attended the alum in Pullman a 15-minute drive. Oh, okay. See, this, so I don't read the articles ahead of time, so my reactions are authentic. So he was in the area. According to the college website, he attended the college in Pullman, a 15-minute drive from where the students, where the incident was. Wait, I thought he went to Washington State. He graduated, in DeSale, he graduated DeSales University in Pennsylvania in May 2022 with a Master's of Arts in Criminal Justice. As part of his research, he posted an appeal to help on social media with his research, which was looking at how emotions and pathological traits influence decision-making when committing a crime. According to NBC News, a white Hyundai Elantra was towed from the home where the suspect was arrested. Interesting. Now, local cops have been hunting in the, for, for that exact vehicle the past two weeks in connection with the event. So they saw the vehicle there. That's what they've been looking for. Perhaps they found a, uh, a license plate along the way. He appeared in court in the morning with Moscow PD confirming that they hold a press conference at 3 o'clock Central Time today. A spokesperson for the department declined to comment on the arrest. Authorities were left baffled by the event and having reportedly appealed to the public for help with the case. Reports from both the coroner and PD confirmed that each of the students had, well, I'm not going to get into the details. You know, was this, you know some sort of like rejection thing. They made fun of them. Uh, they were out at the bar or something like that. Um, right now, it seems like their paths never would have crossed. Police have found no evidence of any kind of extracurricular stuff on the, on the, on the girls. And um, they did have defensive wounds. What's crazy is like, how do you, Nobody heard anything in the house? Initially, PD said that they thought all four were, it happened as they slept, with Goncalves' father saying that, the worst, that she had the worst in, in, injuries from the incidents and all sorts of, I'm, again, I'm not going to go into specifics. The chief of police at the Moscow Police Department himself admitted that investigators did not understand how the two surviving roommates Anthony Funky and Dylan Mortensen appear to sleep through the entire incident. Well, maybe they had a bunch of drinks. Multiple people talked with the 911 dispatcher before a police officer even arrived at the location, authorities said in a previous statement. When they arrived at the scene, they found Kernodal and Chapin, who were in a relationship on the bottom floor with Mogan and Goncalves sharing a bed on the top floor. Authorities believe they were all you know, it happened between 3 a.m. and 4 a.m. in the morning after enjoying a night out. Okay, so that's how you sleep through it. I mean, obviously. 
Now, what's interesting is you have this bar. They were at a club at 1.30 in the morning. Um, Kaylee and Madison were out in Moscow hours before the incident. This is 1.30 a.m. It's pretty late to be at a bar. Um, but you know, here they are talking to some dude. Uh, is that the guy? I don't know. It doesn't look like it. Police in Idaho had combed through nearly 20,000 tips and questioned 300 people about the incident. Authorities are today clearing the property, but previously stated that they do not know how long it will take to clean up the property, adding it will be returned to the property manager when complete. Yeah, who nobody's going to be renting that place. The update comes just days after Fry told KREM is investigators are still waiting for crime lab results from the evidence collected at the scene. I don't know. I mean, what a bizarre... You know, it remains unclear if any DNA was uh, retrieved at the scene early in their night. Newly released surveillance footage shows uh, the two, two of the girls inside a, in the corner club bar at 132 chatting up with an unidentified man wearing a baseball cap minutes before they ran to pick up food. The girls were seen with their backs turned to the surveillance camera inside the bar, which appeared to be full of a mix of young and older adults. The leaked surveillance photo was posted by former FBI Jennifer Condaffer, who has dedicated her Twitter to Idaho, the Idaho mystery. She said she obtained the photo once it was made public and posted online, discouraged leaking evidence in an unsolved mystery. Well, she was fine to get the likes and retweets, though. I don't really care in this case, obviously. Authorities say they had been previously spotted at a food truck at 1.40 a.m. before running to meet a ride home. They returned to the off-campus home at 1.56 a.m. at around the time uh, they returned from a fraternity house, the other two. The other housemates got back 45 minutes earlier and were left unharmed. That's the real bizarre thing here. It's not like, so if, he, if the guy ran into two of them, right, or all four of them, and they like clowned him or something like that, tried picking him up, clowned him, and he showed up later. But the, the four were not together. Now, speaking of Daily Mail, in the aftermath, the man who drove them home said that the community is now losing faith in the Moscow Police Department to solve the incident, most of us have very little faith in MPD. We can't tell if they're watching qualified investigators who have handled on the situation or if they're completely at a loss and grasping for straws. Well, <clears throat> I mean, considering that there's no like surveillance footage and no, I mean, they did find the guy. I mean, it's pretty clearly, this is pretty clearly their guy. You know, it's, it's really, you know, it's going to be interesting to see if this guy shows up in any of these photos. You know, what happened was so authorities narrowed their focus to the Idaho suspect after tracing ownership of a white car and DNA. Koberger's DNA had been matched to DNA recovered at the scene. So they got him with DNA. That's essentially what it was. Hmm. I mean, all these kids seem like they were, you know, normal kids. Sources identify man in connection, you know... It's going to be interesting to see what even led to this, but I have a pretty high degree of confidence that this is the piece of garbage that did it. May he rot in prison forever or for a very short period of time for unrelated reasons, if found guilty. Sounds like the Twitter employees are not having a wonderful day. In fact, it is now being reported that Elon took their TP away. 
I mean, that's it must be absolutely true. There's a hundred mainstream media articles written about it. I mean, obviously, it's 110% true. I'm sure it's been completely vetted. Let's get into the news. By the way, shout out to uh, at the next couple of days, end of my videos will be the uh, the people that I promised to give shout outs to. Uh, the editors have gone through all the submissions. They picked out three or four ones that were good. And uh, so make sure you stick around for that. Now, Twitter employees using own TP after Elon Musk cuts janitors. Some of Twitter's remaining employees have reportedly begun bringing their own TP into the office as Elon Musk implements sweeping cost-cutting measures at the company. Musk's scramble to save money included a month to, uh, included a move this month to abruptly fire janitors who worked at the company's San Francisco headquarters. The cuts came after the janitors had gone on strike for more pay. Okay, so he didn't fire them just to cut costs. He fired them because they demanded more money. God, the New York Post can't even get this stuff right. The absence of janitors have left the company in disarray with bathrooms that have grown dirty and persistent smells, leftover takeout food, and body odor. That's how a programming company is supposed to smell. That smell is peak performance. I didn't, I mean, most people probably wouldn't know that, but it's true, all right? If you could bottle that and just spray it in the air around some of the world's most intelligent, hardworking people, they'd know that smell called success oh day essence of de success the report says some of the employees are bringing their own the report bringing their own tp because no janitors are on hand to replace supplies musk has purportedly packed twitter employees onto two floors while shutting down four others other budget conscious moves include a decision by musk to shut down one of twitter's data centers in sacramento california despite reported concerns among some employees that it could hurt the site's performance. Well, we did see yesterday there were some outages. Um, there were some down, there was some downtime. I don't know if it was just the, if it was in the United States at all. I didn't notice any, but certainly it did go down for some people, probably during that, during the transition period between the two. A Christmas Eve must tweeted that Twitter was still working even after I disconnected one of the more sensitive server racks. The site experienced a widespread outage on Thursday, though its exact cause remains unclear. I'm sure they're related. The report said Twitter had missed rent payments on its San Francisco offices and stopped paying rent entirely at a building in Seattle where it now faces evictions. The company also axed cleaners and some security staff at one of its buildings in New York. This is what's going to happen, okay? First of all, look... I'm guilty of it too. Every good thing that happens at Twitter, Elon must have pressed the button. Every bad thing that's happened at Twitter is Elon doing this. It's probably not true. There are some things that Elon probably has interjected and done himself. I doubt that he would want them bringing their own TP. It seems unlikely. It seems one of those things where somebody below him is probably have supposed to handle that or maybe the person that did handle that is fired or got laid off. It hasn't been replaced yet. Additionally, the Musk-led company has reportedly missed or delayed payments to some vendors, including an amount, an accounting firm, 
KPMG, and benefits provider Carrot. Twitter's new leaders are said to be aiming to renegotiate some of the agreements at a lower cost. Oh, so you're saying that it didn't miss payments. That it's simply renegotiating. It's like, it's almost like these people have no idea what being like uh, running a large-scale business is like. I don't even have an idea, but I can, I can pretty much assume that when you come in, you're saying everybody's charging us too much money. And the part of that, you know, part of the negotiations there is, is saying, well, we're not going to pay you until we renegotiate this bill. But of course, it's getting spun in the media like, oh, uh, Elon's making employees bring on their own toilet paper and all this stuff. According to the New York Times, ooh, very trustworthy. Musk has turned off some Twitter employees with an erratic and hands-on style of leadership. The Twitter CEO has directed his subordinates to identify employees responsible for leaking details with the company's operations of the press. Good. I don't really understand why that, again, I get why the press is mad about it. Leaks from at least one of these Twitter employees was made this whole, uh, what website did she report for? Like Tech Reporter or something like Tech, tech something. Um, she, she like, she was just leaking things to this one reporter and everyone followed her because she had all the inside juice. Like that shouldn't exist. I wouldn't want my employees leaking things out. In all, Musk is attempting to shave nearly 500 million in non-labor expenses from Twitter's budget. According to the outlet, the billionaire has been open about Twitter's financial issues since he bought the company for 44 billion in late October. Earlier this month, Musk argued his various cuts were necessary to avoid a $3 billion budgetary shortfall. Quote, This is why I spent the last five weeks cutting costs like crazy, Musk said during a Spaces event last week. This company is like basically you're, you are in a plane that is headed towards the ground at a high rate of speed with the engines on fire and the controls don't work. The Post has reached out to Twitter for comment. The company has cut its entire communications team. <laughs> why did you need it? You don't need that. That's stuff that you need when you work for the government, when you're allowing the FBI to, to reach it. I don't see any reason to have a communications department on Twitter. The Europe, they don't need to answer to the New York Post. They don't need to be readily providing answers to the press. Why would you have these people on staff? It's insanity. They don't need to be, they don't need to be uh, uh, you know, at their beck and call. That's the dumbest. The fact that you paid anybody for that is insanity. Then Elon Musk calls out legacy media and corporate journalism. We have only just begun. Billionaire and Twitter CEO Elon Musk slammed corporate journalism and legacy media in two separate tweets in there about their response to Twitter files. Claims, and by the way, we're going to have more Twitter files today, I'm told. Um, that claim that his reputation is in trouble. Why is corporate journalism rushing to defend the state instead of the people? Musk wrote on Tuesday in a response to a tweet about a Substack post headlined in response to the Twitter files, establishment media rushes to defend the FBI, written by Leighton Woodhouse. Musk has released several installments of the Twitter files through independent journalists such as Barry Weiss and Matt Taibbi. A recent installment detailed the coordinated effort between Twitter and government agencies that went way beyond the FBI. Musk said that the same thread that he was open to the idea of purchasing Substack in response to a tweet from Wall Street Silver, who asked if Twitter should purchase Substack to connect the two platforms. Twitter plus Substack creates instantly massive, massive competition for obsolete legacy corporate media. 
Marcus Musk said on Wednesday also responded to a clip posted by CNBC Squawk Box and called out legacy media, writing, the legacy media should just worry about its reputation. We have, we have only just begun. Yeah, I'd say that, you know, there is a very real possibility where you know, people are just getting all their news from Twitter. Like, seriously, I mean, you know, people that are watching CNN every day right now, they are literally dying off. Uh, I can't tell you. I don't know what you, what, you know, I don't even watch Fox News. Like, I don't even watch really any corporate news. People, most people say to me, I watch Tucker, you know, or they might watch Tucker or something like that. But like, I can't think of, well, I've got some family that uh, watch what is their name? Mad Cow, whatever her name is. But like, uh, you know, who cares? These people are all bought and paid for. Pretty sure Fox took a bunch of money from drug companies to tell you to go get the poke. You know, so I, I think that uh, more and more trust is getting placed in independent media. In a clip, Axios reporter Hope King said that Musk's reputation was in danger. All of the macro conditions are against his favor. Market shares of Tesla are down year over year. His reputation with Twitter is impacting his reputation when it comes to all of his companies. Musk shot back and said that legacy media should worry about its own reputation. Another Twitter files posted by independent writer David Zweig showed both Biden administration and the Trump administration leaned on Twitter to moderate content during the coup. And the media was fine with it. And the media is not calling it out. You know, I, I think that Tesla's going to be fine. They're still selling tons of cars. SpaceX is only going to get better. And Starlink is only going to get better. Um, those are just two of his many ventures. Twitter will be profitable. I mean, the Twitter closing Seattle office faces eviction reports, say. I'm pretty sure that's just Musk saying, man, we're not going to pay that much for rent anymore. Let us know when you want to renegotiate the rent. And so then they say, oh, we're going to, we're going to uh, evict you. And then you say, okay, because he probably didn't care about that anyway. He probably wanted out anyway. This is just part of renegotiating all these insane bills and insane expenses that previous management were fine with. There's one more final humiliation coming for Frost Kieran, the key figure in the failure of G4 TV. Now, G4 TV, if you remember, was, <clears throat> I suppose if you're, what, an older millennial, um, you were around, or obviously older, you were around at the key height of G4 TV. It was really before anyone had seen anything like this, video game, television, beautiful women, jokes, raunchy jokes, all this kind of stuff, making gaming seem cool instead of something that only basement dwellers did. Um, they tried to relaunch that. Capture, it was essentially lightning in a bottle. They tried to relaunch that in 2021, and the whole world had changed. They wokeified the show. They made all the women unattractive uh, on purpose, in my opinion, and the show failed. It was unfunny. It, it lacked any of what was originally good about G4 TV. And it had one of the most toxic hosts on the planet. Now, if you don't remember who Frosk is, I'm not going to run through it all again. She was extremely toxic 
um, she blamed the show's failures on toxic gamers and people who wanted, you know, to, her to be more pretty. It was a bizarre rant that divided, that really pushed everyone away. In fact, it was such a negative rant. It was such a net negative that hundreds of thousands of people who had no interest whatsoever at all in G4 TV became anti-fans. This is a ph phenomenon that is more and more common these days. These are people that will lurk and religiously downvote your videos, dunk on you in the, in the comment section, and slowly turn your own viewers away from you. And we see this now with The Witcher, for example, or Lord of the Rings on Amazon. There were so many divisive statements and unpopular changes made to these shows. It's galvanized original fan bases into absolutely religiously hating on the show. This is somebody who bailed on Twitter after getting endlessly dunked on. And said, let's be honest, Twitter's going down in a couple of months. Well, it's now January. Well, it's the end of December. This was November. It's been a couple of months, and I would say Twitter is thriving. This is somebody who, uh, you know, disingenuously attempted to frame Henry actor Cavill as, or uh, actor Henry Cavill as, quote, problematic. Writing, Henry Cavill said some very questionable things around Me Too and dated 19-year-olds as a 30-year-old plus. Again, what's wrong with that? Seeing people throw themselves at his feet for The Witcher is weird. The show is whatever at best. Maybe she's right about that, but if it was a 19-year-old girl dating a 30-year-old man, you'd say that was empowering and there's nothing wrong with it. She's an adult. There's no nothing to critique there. What did he say? What did he get Me Too'd for? He said... Uh, Women don't want to be pursued anymore. You can't pursue women anymore. He's right. Now, if you're a Hollywood actor, probably. I mean, certainly there's still, you know, in the regular community, guys are still buying girls drinks and shooting their shot and trying to, you know, uh, find love or hookups or whatever. You see a lot of people dunking on her. So he was in a consensual relationship. Horrifying. Then he said, she says, weird way to out yourself, LOL. As somebody who's 31, I can't imagine ever dating a teenager. It's like, could you be more disingenuous? The, she's 19. Like, that's not, you know, she's purposely saying, she's saying teenager because it sounds more, like, nefarious. So obviously this show failed. Uh, she ended up getting fired because she survived an initial wave of layoffs, probably be, to stick it to the haters. And then she tweeted this out, I survived, la la la, dancing on the graves, essentially, of everyone that had been laid off at G4 TV. This, this tweet got her fired. There was a huge round of layoffs. Somehow, she survived getting laid off, probably because of a contract or something like that. And then she tweets this out, which is hor you know, in horrible taste, given that uh, you know, hundreds of her coworkers just got laid off and then led to her termination. Now, Nielsen, by the way, finally, you know, it's so weird. It feels like we used to have a lot more information around ratings and things of that nature. Um, but like now it seems like it comes out months later. Like we just got the final ratings numbers from Lord of the Rings, Rings of Power, the Ringling and Ding Dong, like 
four months after the show and stopped airing three months after the show. So Nielsen numbers now confirm that Comcast's failed G4 revival was the lowest watched television network of 2022. The lowest. They say that numbers don't lie. And according to the year-end television ratings report from Nielsen, Comcast's quickly shuttered attempt at reviewing, reviving G4 was unsurprisingly an abysmal failure in terms of viewership. That's no hyperbole either. As per an overview of the metric analysis agency's findings shared by IndieWire, G4 TV had the worst primetime audience of all 126 standard cable channels offered to American audiences. The worst. Dead last. Like, dead last. How bad was G4 TV's 2.0 last place finish? During its brief run from November 2021 to October 2022, the network managed to pull an average of only a thousand viewers from 8 p.m. to 11 p.m. every Monday through Friday. A thousand. A thousand. That's shockingly bad. It's like Peter Griffin. Zap. Shockingly expensive. I mean, shockingly bad. A thousand viewers. For comparison, the other network, which debuted this year alongside G4, the telenovela dedicated to gala novellas, TL novellas, I don't know, came in 114th with 15,000 average viewers. So it wasn't even that they were like dead last. They were massively dead last. Massively. Just above G4 in the ratings were Outdoor Hunting Oriented, Net Oriented Network Pursuit Channel, which ranked 125th with 2,000 average primetime viewers. And the foreign MNA region sports network Buying Sports, or BN Sports, which ranked 124th with 3,000 average viewers. This is actually insane. Video Game Network was also beat out by Comedy.TV uh, with 4,000 viewers, a channel dedicated to literal clips of various comedy acts, and Clio TV, whose program was solely made for a demographic of younger black women. To put G4's disastrous performance, by the way, this is via Bounding into Comics, performance into further perspective, the top three most watched cable networks were MSNBC with 1.2 million viewers, ESPN with 1.9, Fox News with 2.9. While many will understandably rush to cite former X-Play host Indiana Frost's new infamous isms in gaming rant as the reason for the network's failure to capture any sort of audience, it should also be noted that while her identity politics-laden scred was undoubtedly a major factor in that regard, the writing was all on the wall for G4 even before it returned to air. As explained in a bonding into comics own Jacob Smith, in the immediate aftermath of G4's collapse, even aside from the abysmal choice in hosts, the odds for success in 2022 were even worse than they were in the late 2000s, thanks to a simple factor, the internet. Correct. I mean, it just, they didn't have any chance, you know, they just had no chance uh, to compete 
in this in this you know in this uh in this modern landscape especially if they were gonna come out of the gates and tell their old viewers their loyal viewers that they're toxic so nobody wanted the new product they were selling which is why you you understand that, like all this woke like uh video game crap is all gaslit it's all astroturf nobody actually wants it because when they see the numbers they prove it what a spectacular failure for a show that probably didn't have a huge chance of success but certainly could have ingratiated itself with the online audience had they not been so unlikable It's New Year's Eve. Who wouldn't want to ring in the New Year with some horrible, horrible details about the incident <clears throat> that happened to the Idaho University kids? Uh, you know, I think um, it's important. It's interesting. A lot of people are interested in this case. I find myself, like last night, just fascinated, wondering, who is this guy? How did, you know, was this planned? It certainly seemed planned to me. Um there was some interesting Chan posts going around pur purportedly from this guy. I, they were a little vague to me, but there's a lot of new details of this individual who was attending school in the time afterwards, and people were saying, oh, he was all chipper after the event. Absolutely insane. So here's kind of up to the minute new details that we have after yesterday's press conference. Also, make sure uh, if you're interested in this case, make sure you subscribe down below. I'll be covering it as each kind of bucket of news gets revealed. Uh, so you're not going to want to miss a video. So make sure you click that subscribe button down below. Um, and also at the end of this video, we'll have uh, I've been putting some subscriber viewer shout out videos at the end. We'll do that in this video, too. So the Idaho incident suspect chatty and cheered up after the event more before remaining deadpan and quiet before the incident. Classmates of the Idaho uh, piece of garbage have said he became more chatty in their criminology class after November's incident, but turned silence, silent when the actual event were discussed. I also read on another website that during his arrest, he asked the cops if, quote, anyone else had been arrested. Uh, I'm not going to say his name. Loser, piece of garbage, was taken into custody by the Pennsylvania State PD on Friday morning, more than 2,000 miles where the four university students uh, lived. Students who attend Washington State University with the loser were shocked to learn that the quiet man in their classrooms was the prime suspect in the incident. B.K. Norton, who was in the same, same criminal justice graduate program, with him said classmate appeared to be more animated and talkative following the incident. He seemed more upbeat and willing to carry a conversation. She told the New York times. It's interesting, but Norton noted that all his enthusiasm would go away when he, and he would become quiet and deadpan when the class would discuss the actual case. I don't believe he had any reaction, Norton said in the New York Post, saying it was odd because everyone else was glued to the case and speculated on the lack of public information. We had a, a, quite a long conversation in class about it. I don't believe I remember him commenting on it at all. 
He, of course, faces four counts now. Um, Norton told the New York papers that her class was in shock over his arrest, describing him as a smart, quiet student with an interest in forensic psychology. What's interesting, though, Norton, however, added that he kept a distance from his classmates due to anti-LGBTQ comments he allegedly made in class. Oh, my God. Of course, that has to make the papers. He sort of creeped people out because he started or because he stared and didn't talk much. But when he did, it was very intelligent and he needed everyone to know he was smart, Norton told the Times. Another student who spoke with the Times under the condition of anonymity backed up Norton's claim and said that he didn't have many friends at the school because of the alleged offensive remarks. Uh, ben Roberts, another classmate, echoed the suspect's usual quiet nature in class but said his demeanor changed after the event. He, I was, he started showing up really tired. Robert sold the Seattle Times. He'd always have a cup of coffee in his hand, and he was kind of looked like he was riding the knife's edge between worn out and completely exhausted. I imagine he hadn't been sleeping well. She told how the last time she had spoken with him was five years ago. When they ran into other wedding, back in blah, blah, blah. So I don't really care about this you know, necessarily. Casey's brother Thomas described him as a bully who would happily note his friend's flaws and insecurities in order to distract from his own weight struggles. He did that to me all the time. Thomas told the Daily Beast he would go after my intelligence. He would basically insinuate that I'm some kind of slow-witted and that I'm forgetful and I lack intelligence to be his friend. He also was a vegan, by the way. Prior to attending Washington State, he was a student at DeSales University where he learned all about forensic psychology and from framed, famed criminologist Catherine Ramsland. You know what's interesting also? So, you know, we found out that he's a vegan now. Uh, that would probably explain a lot of his douchiness. But, uh, you know, you have, I'm kidding, vegans. I'm kidding. Don't show up. Don't come and me. You eat all the vegetables you want. Somebody's got to. Um, you know, so on Friday's arrest, uh, the first major break in the case, he asked if anyone else was arrested. When taken into custody. An extradition hearing is scheduled for Tuesday. Now, what's interesting, was there an accomplice? You know, one person goes to one floor, another person goes to another floor. Maybe that's how you got it done so quick. Koberger, uh, or I'm sorry, the loser, is, re is a registered libertarian. Why does that matter? Although he does not appear to have any active social media profiles at the time of his arrest. Oh, man. God, they wanted him to be a Trump voter so bad. He also had no priors, according to public records, so it's unclear how officials... So here's one of the weird things, okay? He had no priors, which means he had no fingerprints or DNA on file, yet F the, the uh, investigators were able to match his DNA. So maybe... It's unclear, but I think there's some po possibles, like maybe they found some unknown DNA on the door handles or whatever... And then the, he was a suspect, so maybe they raided his house and matched it that way. You know, maybe they had gone to his residence first, perhaps. You know, it's interesting. Profiler claims a criminology PhD student charged uh, was well aware of his dark nature and his uh, thirst to end life, but academic arrogance was actually his downfall. 
I suspect that he was well aware of his dark nature and ideations and his endeavor to discover more about himself through his studies, says Enzo Yaksik, a criminal profiler and founder of the atypical uh, research group in Boston in an email to Daily Mail. But pursuing an advanced degree to become a better uh, criminal is a foolhardy exercise. He added, as nothing more is learned about such tactics and strategies that can be found on a popular podcast or a true crime book. If, if he is an aspiring uh, you know, Bundy who desired to commit the perfect crime, he quickly learned what many have discovered in the modern age. It is far more difficult to get away with this than when Ted was active. Well, yeah, I mean, the idea that, you know, the, the most like serial people are like, you know, pharma, pharma, pharmacological companies nowadays or uh, your government or, um, you know, uh, overeating. Th- th- these are things that are more more effective at ending large groups of people. You know, the the idea that uh, the idea that you could carry on these crimes undetected for months or years like had happened in, you know, many years ago. It's just not possible anymore with social media, cameras everywhere, ring doorbell cameras. So, um, you know, obviously technology. Perhaps this wasn't his first rodeo, though. That's what I'm suspecting. Is that maybe he idealized, maybe it'll turn out that he idealized Ted, uh, Ted Bundy or something like that. But like, uh, going into a house with six residents, I mean, he pulled it off allegedly. Well, I mean, the actual incident, but like, um, did he though? Maybe if I was going to go about this, I probably wouldn't start with going into a house of six people. Probably would start. So maybe there's other, other victims out there. SWAT teams descended on a sleepy Poconos mountain town to catch the libertarian. Again, why is the first thing in the, in the description of the guy, his political affiliation, it's pathetic and it's disgusting. Okay. He, he was obsessively vegan and looked drugged at school. He was OCD about veganism and forced his family to buy new pots. Couldn't have any pots that meat was ever cooked in. I mean, it was, you know, he's, he says he was above and beyond being vegan. His aunt and uncle had to buy new pots and pans because he would not eat from anything that had ever cooked meat. That's not really vegan, you know, like... That's, you know, that's, so the guy is like, you know, I bet you people, he was super clean, probably all this stuff, um, you know, and they are saying now, uh, Kaylee's father said that his daughter had quote connections to him. Now, what's interesting is in the, in the Chan post, the anonymous Chan post, he mentioned Kaylee. And what he had did with the knife. Now, I don't know what the connection is. Maybe they dated. I don't know. It's, he's 28. She was, what, 21 or something like that? It's, you know, it's not that crazy. But Steve, the father of Kelly and family, had begun digging up clues linking her with the suspect. Once police told Steve and the family the identity of the suspect, he said his loved ones got to work trying to find answers on why Kaylee and her friends were targeted. 
He said the family yet to um, have started to see connections between the two, but he wasn't ready to share them. Now that the person to name someone can specifically be on the look for, if there's any connection anyway, they're just trying to figure it out. I'm not sure if they, you know, followed each other on social media or, you know, what the particular case is. They found links between them, but I don't know exactly what those were. Uh, after he's extradited on Tuesday, and the, I bet you, I suspect he won't make it to trial. That's just my prediction now. Um, we'll have to wait and see. Usually these people, if he is like a, a, like a worshiper or a serial type individual, he will probably want to go to trial and he may represent himself like Ted did. Um, he may relish in the fame. Uh, if he's not into that, he's not making it to trial. One of the most interesting things about the uh, arrest claims narrative around Andrew Tate is just how willingly and openly people are to suspend, you know, a fair trial or any kind of logical thinking in order to cheer on uh, the downfall of somebody they simply do not like. Even this video, I feel like when I try to be objective, obviously Andrew has his followers that are, you know, completely and unabashedly supportive of him. I think that that is a, I think that you need to look at, uh, you know, people need to be a little more objective, but then there are also people who are lunatics on the left who are just like, Oh, everything I've ever read about the guy is hundred percent true. Lock him up. It's really a bizarre uh, take a really a bizarre uh, narrative here to bring in the end of the new year. I've been talking about this a lot, by the way, I brought back my telegram. It used to be a thriving community. I didn't notice it and telegram deleted it. Um, there were thousands and thousands and thousands of people in there chatting about stuff. So I restarted it and I'll leave a link in the description. If you use Telegram, you want to go in there and chat with people. Um, it's actually a pretty useful tool. Obviously, I still have my Gilded if you prefer that. But I just want to have a way where people can talk to each other and I'll post in there and stuff like that too. But um, yeah, so join my Telegram if you want. What I thought was really interesting is it's not even a narrative about who are the, the actual details of the crimes alleged. It's like, oh, this person's supporting him and why that's bad. This on Insider, which is one of the dumbest, uh, you know, uh, outlets for quote unquote news TM on the planet. But it's like, I see all these, all these people on both, you know, the, I will say on both sides of the issue, because you know I don't really know his politics, don't really care. My interest is in, you know, I, I became interested in Andrew Tate's story from a censorship perspective. I know there are things in his past. Uh, I don't, you know, I'm not like a, you know, a historian on his stuff, but it, it's like that stuff doesn't matter. What matters is what is being presented now and what is the the truth. Um, there's videos of him doing things, and then. People are like, oh, see, he's doing, he's uh, raising his hand. And then that woman in the video put out a video and say, no, no, this was consensual, blah, blah, blah. I mean, I don't know. But again, it's interesting. Uh, and some people are starting to suspect that the United States may be involved um, and try and extradite. I, I don't know. You see, as news of Andrew Tate's arrest goes viral, influencers are trying to mobilize their fan bases in his defense. I, I don't think that that's exactly true. 
But of course, they, they go after this Aiden Ross guy, which I don't, I nothing his content. I don't know. He's some streamer dude who sits in his living room and invites famous people over, I guess. I don't really know why he's popular, but I don't know why I'm popular either. So no disrespect, but um, you know, a number of influencers have rushed to defend Andrew Tate, the self-styled guru and internet personality known for misogynistic content after he was arrested in Romania Thursday along with his brother as a part of a investigation. Now, what I've heard from several people in Romania is that this very well could be a shakedown, okay? I don't know. We'll have to see the evidence presented against him. I think that's why, I don't know, courts are important. Fair trials are important. Um, the idea that I had this 1,000 IQ guy yesterday on Twitter say like, well, I mean, the mountains of evidence against him. I simply asked, what evidence? Do you know of any? Of course they didn't. You know, the fact that the judge was begging for 30 more days of incarceration probably tells you they didn't have all the evidence they needed to, to uh, at the time of the arrest. At least that feels that way to me. If you had a solid case, then why are you begging for more time to build your case? News of his arrest followed a high-profile Twitter feud with, of course, Greta, uh, um, whatever, Goblin Thunberg, leading it to draw even more attention to the platform. Tweets about the news have received millions of views. And terms relating to Tate have been trending. Streamer Aiden Ross, who has supported Tate in the past, wrote to his 1.8 million Twitter followers on Tuesday, Joe Biden, please go ahead and pardon Andrew Tate. The tweet drew derision in the comments, although some users with thousands of followers also commented in agreement. What do you mean? It's got 130,000 likes. I don't think he's, is he, are you trying to tell me he got ratioed on uh, news uh, news, Paragon of News Insider, 130,000 likes. What are you talking about? I don't, did, did he get ratioed? No, 8,000 comments. Here's one, 8,000 comments to 230,000 likes. So they're trying to frame it as if like people were roasting him or that he got but of course they didn't. A, a simple mouse click can disprove that, but I mean, this is Insider, right? Nico Ken de Balanthazi, oh, okay, I don't better known as Sneeko, who was banned from YouTube earlier this year, went live on alternative video platform Rumble with a stream titled Free Andrew Tate. He opened the stream, which had amassed 225,000 views, by telling viewers to spam free Top G and free Andrew Tate in the comments. YouTuber and streamer Asmongold also sparked backlash for suggesting with no evidence that the government was trying to frame Tate. Um, I don't know. It's certainly his opinion. You know, I don't know. We, there is absolutely zero evidence public in terms of this arrest. Anyone that says they know anything for a fact is simply lying. You see, after the arrest, the remaining di directorate for investigating organized crime posted a press release that said the case involved four unnamed individuals, two British citizens, two Romanians, accused of running some sort of criminal group. Here's my prediction. Andrew Tate walks. And it, that's my prediction based on the information I have now. If there's more information, uh, you know, if there's more evidence that needs to become public, then okay. But like for right now, nobody knows anything. And people are acting like, oh my God, yes, he's definitely guilty. Why? Oh, because I don't like him. 
this is not how the justice system should work. Uh, certainly, he's adding a lot of speculation. You know, there's a lot of interesting talking points where he talked about getting arrested and predicted getting arrested. Now, maybe he knew. And look, I, I don't, you know, I'm not here to defend the guy's previous actions or anything he said or his, you know, his drop shipping stuff. Don't really care. What I'm talking about is whether or not he's guilty of this crime. And that's the sad thing that no one's talking about. Like Insider Magazine wrote this whole article to basically attack creators for being unbiased. That's, that's what they're doing. Or even showing support. What's wrong with showing support? Now, if there are things, if there are things that, were, that are being said about him are true, then aren't people allowed to change their minds? And it's, it's interesting, like, there's absolutely no response. Nobody knows anything. So you see this, Romanian court extends Andrew Tate detention over trafficking charges. He will remain in jail for 30 days amid the charges. Romanian court late Friday extended the detention of Andrew Tate for 30 days. He was arrested on Thursday along with his brother and two other suspects. Prosecutors then petitioned the court to extend their detention. Tate's lawyer uh, reportedly responded to the court's decision and told reporters from our perspective, there are no grounds for taking this most drastic preventative measure, but it's the judge's prerogative. Tate and his alleged partners had reportedly been in a criminal investigation since April after they were suspected of being involved in a trafficking scheme in which at least six women were exploited. Again, I, okay, if that's true, then let justice be served. I think that that's a totally reasonable uh, thing to say. I don't think that you can just dismiss it out of hand because you love the guy. I think that's reckless. But I also think you can't just say, oh, obviously guilty. Obviously. Obviously guilty. Because I don't like the opinions he shares. I mean, this is a guy that on the, on the world stage ruffles a lot of feathers, mobilizes young men to... Uh, you know, have opinions that the, that the establishment doesn't like. And, and right now, there's absolutely zero evidence of anything. People are out here talking like, oh, yeah, he's definitely guilty. Why? You saw that video of him uh, raising his hand to some, someone, some girl who later said it was totally consensual? Oh, but she's lying. Okay, well, uh, so you're not interested in the, what, the truth then. You know, like people, so she came out and said, that it was, to, you know, that it was a bull, baloney thing. It was taken out of context, stuff like that. Okay, all I can do is take her at her word. So then what? Nobody has any evidence. Now, of course, the four suspects appear to have created an organized crime group for the purpose of recruiting housing and uh, exploiting women uh, by forcing them to create content meant to see in specialized website for a cost. So making, making, you know, sp spicy videos. Okay. If that's true, again, let justice run its course. Reports on Friday suggested that Tate's renewed social media presence on Twitter may have led to his own arrest. Why? I, we know that that's actually not true. A lot of people say the same, have the same opinion. Meaning. If he's guilty of the things he's charged with, then I'm all for throwing the book at him. However, I cannot help but wonder if there's a political motivation behind this. Hopefully not. I mean, I don't know. 
Then what about that other guy's little book of clients? Nobody seems to care about that. The trans activist known as Alejandra Carbali, Caraballo uh, has completely embarrassed herself again, uh, this time with a hilarious lie uh, about Andrew Tate. And she has been coping and seething since being exposed. And this harkens back to her hilarious uh, demolition by, I believe, a senator at the time. We're going to share that too. By the way, I restarted my Telegram. Uh, I had tens of thousands of people on there before. I underestimated how uh, important that was for you all. So I recreated that. There's already hundreds of people in there. I'll leave a link in the description if you use Telegram. Otherwise, if you use Gilded, you can stay there. Whatever you feel comfortable with, um, it's a spot to go and chat with other people about topics, stay up on things, and also get topics to me. Uh, and talk to me. So, far left trans activist makes up hoax. Oh, the link for the telegram will be in the description. Uh, hoax that Romanian authorities located Andrew Tate via the pizza box. Now we know in the coverage by the uh, the coverage of the thing that uh, that was a hoax. I didn't know where it originated, and when it came up that it was her, I couldn't help but laugh out loud. This via the Pulse Millennial, a far-left trans activist who had previously advocated for raising hands against Supreme Court justices, is now facing social media backlash after it was revealed that she completely made up the story about the pizza box alerting authorities to Andrew Tate's location in Romania that went on to be shared by including some news outlets. Here's AG saying, I see that Caraballo has posted an entire thread justifying why she made the claim up, like fabricated it from scratch. The bigger deal is the news outlets keep citing someone who constantly spreads misinformation on social media as if they are a reliable source, even as an even an expert on the subject. Now you see here, here's a here's the tweet. Uh, AG1, Tate's post from December 25th about being in Romania, meaning he already said that he was in Romania on Christmas, to Car Caraballo inventing the pizza thing, which outlets then copied. Remember, this is the same quote expert that outlets keep quoting on stuff like Twitter being on the verge of shutting down just a month ago. Here's a post from Andrew Tate himself on Twitter on December 25th that he was in Romania. Then you see uh, it's even her pinned tweet because it's her most important moment ever. Romanian authorities needed proof that Andrew Tate was in the country. So they reportedly, she just said reportedly, but she actually made it up, uh, used his social media posts. His ridicule video yesterday featured a pizza from Romanian pizza chain Jerry's Pizza confirming he was in the country. This is absolutely epic, except it's not true. She also said, critical engineers and roles that simply keep this site running and keep the lights on are all resigned. I can't see how it can last beyond a few days. That was over a month ago. Twitter, outside of having, um, did have some uh, hilarious, you know, some, I'm sorry, not hilarious, some short-term uh, outages has basically been fine. Alejandra Car Carabello tweeted on Thursday that Tate's comeback video 
uh, to Misfired Insult of Greta Thunberg, which featured the pizza box for the remaining chain called Jerry's Pizza. Not only, quote, she goes on to say, not only did Greta Thunberg destroy Andrew Tate with her tweet, she made him so angry he inadvertently tipped off his Romanian authorities with his presence in Romania with his lame video comeback. She fell out of efforts, which again is a lie. Tate had already revealed he was in the country tweeting a video clip on Christmas Day explicitly saying that he was in Romania. After being called out on her lie, she posted an entire thread on Twitter justifying why she made up the story. Are you kidding me? Like, and again, this is somebody who has been propped up as an authoritative source, as in particular on Twitter and Twitter safety, which we're going to take a look at. By the way, speaking of that, Andrew Tate has gained 1.5 million followers on Twitter in the last 30 days, including 500,000 on the day of his arrest. <laughs> the guy is literally unstoppable. I've got quite a bit of pushback about my pizza box tweet. I want to explain my thought process and acknowledge the fair criticism. I had no idea this would go insanely viral. I wonder if this person, let's see, if there's any reason why she might make up a lie. Let's see. S queer underscore. Maybe that's why she made up the lie. 15,000 new followers that day. By the way, if you're not following me on Twitter yet, please do. She explains how she read a poorly Google translated story from a Romanian news outlet that said the organized crime had used social media posts to establish that he was in the country. Yeah, the video where he said he was in, in the country that was posted a week ago. She discovered the Christmas Day Romania post because, but because there was no indication that, that was, it was that day and not a reposted video. She kept digging, eventually jumping to the false conclusion that they must have used the pizza box to discover his whereabouts. Are you kidding me? The, the thread is, is, one, is a thing of beauty, by the way. Of course, I'm blocked because, you know, anybody who points out that they, they're a horrible, horrible liar... She writes, after this, I decided to check Andrew Tate's social media. He was famously booted from most social media in August. However, he had an Instagram band evasion account, and the last post was December 5th. No real discernible location. All of this, by the way, she's backfilling. She made up the lie, and now she's saying, oh, well, actually, this is how I got to that point. So I checked Twitter. As some have noted, he posted a video titled Romania. However, there's no indication if that was the day and not a reposted video. There's nothing clarifying. The next day, he tweeted out a video saying, where to? That was at an airport in Prague, Czech Republic. So it's unclear where he was actually given out, where he was flying the Czech Republic. I mean, there, th she has like a 500 post cope trying to maintain some level of credibility, but she just lied. Now, she blocks anybody who replies to her and gets any kind of, like, popularity or people call out her lies. I mean, she famously got completely bodied by Nancy Mace. Um, this is a video of a GOP lawmaker confronting her. And by the way, this was three weeks ago. I'm sorry, a month ago. 
December uh, December 15th. Okay, so this isn't like buried deep in the vault. Like humiliated again. An extremist re recruitment tool, but I see it, I, I believe, from both sides. I have a few simple yes or no questions I would like to ask the panelists today. My first one is, do you believe that rhetoric... Um so she, she says, do you believe that rhetoric online... Uh, you know, leads to bad behavior and all this kind of stuff. Of course, everyone there answers in affirmative. Um, but then what's great, what what was the absolute best part about this? And I'm going to turn up a little bit um, here. You know, that, that rhetoric um, is a, a way to inflict harm on our democracy, people's words. Mr. Ward, yes or no? Yes. <clears throat> Mr. Siegel? Yes. Ms. Carabayo? Yes. This is Astronomani. Yes or no? Yes. Okay, Ms. Tyler? Democracy? Yes. Ms. Carabayo? Yes. This is all set up. Yes. Ms. Tyler? Yes. So they all say words are bad. Words are the same thing as putting your hands on people. This must be stopped to preserve our democracy. Again, this is somebody who is consistently cited as a, like a Twitter safety expert. Okay. Mr. Siegel. Another yes. question about it. Yes. 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 <clears throat> All right. Thank you very much. Only She's a few weeks him, yeah. after the attempted attack on a Supreme Court justice on June 25th, one of the witnesses, Alejandra Caraballo, tweeted out the following in response to a decision Oops. on abortion overturning Roe v. Wade. And I'll quote directly from the tweet. The six justices who overturned Roe should never no peace again. It is our civic duty to accost them every time they're in public. They are pariahs. Since women don't have their rights, these justices should never have a peaceful moment in public again. Oops. I know something about being accosted. The night of January 5th, I was physically accosted. I carry a gun everywhere I go. I've had my house um, and I've had wherever oh. I go. And um, power of the United States by our Constitution. This question today of a threat to accost a branch of government, the Supreme Court. Uh, I don't believe that's a correct uh, characterization of my tweeted, statements. Though. Did you not tweet that? That you thought that the uh, Supreme Court justices should be accosted? Did what I'm saying is that that, yes that is no? not an accurate characterization of my statements. Well, you literally tweeted it. You, you literally tweeted it. June 8th of this year, a man was arrested near Justice Brett Kavanaugh's home. And I mean, like, this this is that well, that was one of the most epic embarrassments. But this one, and, and the sad part is the people, you know, journalists and news outlets, they don't care. They would never let the truth get in the way of a good story. But I have a higher standard on this channel. Now, I want to talk about a particular NBC News reporter who was getting uh, currently getting dragged on Twitter as well as dunked on by Elon Musk, uh, essentially for being a political hack, a liar, a doxer, um, a journalist TM. And the that's just what it is nowadays, honestly. That, that That's what a journalist is now. They know that they don't have any more control over... The populace. They know that the populace does not pay attention to them anymore or care what they have to say or think. And so now they attack us. They attack YouTubers. 
or independent creators, whether they're podcasters or Twitter thread people or in, you know, independent news people, because we took their job. They took our, we took our jobs. That's, that's what people like cat, cat trash barge, uh, do for a living. Now they're bullies, internet hall monitors, people like Taylor Lorenz, cat garbage barge, garbage, cat garbage. I don't know. Trash barge. You see this? Andy Signor tweets. I stand with uh, Laura B. Always cat garbage uh, doxing Laura's husband and work who has nothing to do with any of this while protecting the identity of her own shady toxic resources to try and discredit quote us. I don't know who us is uh, in is not journalism. It's shameful and disgusting and we won't stay silent. This is a tweet. You know, you know, the thing is about garbage uh, reporting from cat garbage is that's exactly it. So you see that umbrella guy saying cat garbage is putting the bullseye on Laura B's family. Now, Laura B is someone who has reported favorably uh, on Johnny and, and uh, I guess suppose disfavorably on AH. Uh, and <clears throat> this is her life. This is what she gets paid to do now, defend millionaire celebrities and attack independent content creators. But, um, he wrote, she publicly mentioned her husband and all because AH's team hates her. Insane why when mainstream journalists target your families because you read court documents. That's what a real Laura B does. She reads court documents. Um, and here's Kat replying saying, sure did. This is him. And links to uh, apparently he worked on the Trump campaign. You see uh, garbage here saying, the good actors can't necessarily profit in the same way as the propagandists can. So this presents an unequal playing field. We need more salaried journalists to make the same type of content. But right now we have awesome indie creators like these two people. I don't really care who they are, but um, apparently they are, I don't know, Johnny, anti-Johnny people. And you see here, doxing a person's husband simply because they are, quote, Trumpian is unethical trash journalism. Kat's hypocrisy and bias has tainted her, quote, reporting. Here she is standing proudly behind Trump. No wonder the MSN NBC News is waning. I'm not sure she was standing proudly behind Trump there, but nonetheless. So this guy's a public figure. Uh, and some people are arguing, well, is it really doxing if they're a public figure? I mean... It is a form of it. Uh, I think what can be easily discerned is that it is a form of intimidation. It's to say, hey, don't, you know, don't keep talking the way you're talking or don't keep talking about the things we don't want you to talk about. Or you could see we can make your family's life difficult. Uh, that's just quite frankly, in my opinion, what that's all about. It's about pushing people. It's about, um, about uh, getting people to be afraid to speak against the narrative. These people are bullies. And even yesterday, you see Glenn Greenwald and Elon Musk dunking on the very same garbage-level reporting. An NBC News, quote, reporter, Cat Garbage, retweeted and helped viralize this obvious fabrication by an anonymous account that I am an owner of Rumble, along with Peter Thiel, and a paid and paid Andrew Tate to stream for quote their service. These people are low life scumbags who lie for a living. <clears throat> this is a tweet. 
that got 20,000 likes. Peter Thiel and Glenn Greenwald's YouTube knockoff service paid Andrew Tate a handsome sum to start streaming on their service this year. A few months ago, Thiel was photographed entering the castle for a secret Halloween party that Musk also allegedly attended. All lies. Elon Musk did not attend this. Didn't attend the party. Doesn't even know who Andrew Tate is. Says he's never met him. Certainly didn't attend that party. 20,000 likes. People are so willing to believe anything as long as it makes the people they don't like look bad that it's just like, it's just sad. In every conceivable way, it's, it's pathetic, it's sad, it's not reporting. And of course, she retweeted this. A journalist, right, who whines about fake news. Glenn goes on. The most prominent on the internet NBC reporters, Brandy Zardonzi, uh, Ben Collins, Kat, are indistinguishable from hashtag resistance activists. They don't even try to hide it. NBC hires only security state operatives or dem democratic activists, and they lie compulsively. Now, obviously, if a real news organization saw one of its reporters spreading such a blatant lie that I own or run Rumble and paid Andrew Tate, they'd force her to retract it. But NBC knows its liberal audience wants lies about partisan enemies. The same reason no one retracted this. Here's the political article saying that the president's son computer was all Russian disinformation, right? That's, of course, baloney sausage. Glenn goes on. These media outlets always whine that the public no longer trusts them, no longer regards them as legitimate, harbors intense hatred for them, turns to independent news for sources. They'd never ask what caused this. They caused it with lies like these, and it's all deserved. Here, Americans' trust in media remains near record low. There's a reason people tune in to some fat-bearded guy in the Midwest or a beanie-wearing guy out east. It's because they want people that they can trust. And I can unequivocally say I have never knowingly lied to my viewers. I have made mistakes and I correct them very publicly when I do. And I think if that's like the bare minimum of respect that you can give your viewers or your readers. And for some reason, like thankfully for me, the mainstream media has completely forgotten that. They've completely abandoned any pretense of trying to work for the people. Now, I may have opinions that my viewers don't agree with, but I think a lot of people still stick around, even if I have a take to disagree with this, they know that I'm being honest. I don't get everything right, but I never knowingly lie. And that's what the mainstream media does nowadays. That's why they're being replaced by people with webcams. This is the new news. Glenn continues. By the way, I appreciate everyone's support. We're going to finish the year with 1.42 million subscribers we could hit 1.43 but it's unlikely but i'm so thankful for all of you if you if you tuned in and you feel like hey it's new year's eve throw the guy a bone hopefully today i will earn your subscription because that's what i want to do i don't want you just to subscribe to subscribe i want to earn it but if you haven't yet there's a button down below please do click it it seriously helps especially turning on notifications too 
While we're on the topic of media outlets paying bad people, NBC, MSNBC pay a small army of war criminals, CIA goons, FBI officials, career liars from every U.S. security state agency. NBC employees are among the last people on the planet to credibly condemn others for this. Elon Musk uh, checks in saying, their fiction isn't even good. Which Glenn replies, that's the thing. Corporate journalists lie are not only brazen, but boring. That's why nobody watches. Just look at the everyone obsessed with Trump's stupid taxes. Okay, I don't care if you voted for the guy or not. I've been pretty clear about, you know, my opinions about him. Uh, and, you know, they changed over the years and just like any, any normal person. But like, bro, did you actually think a guy running a company was going to not pay as little taxes as humanly possible? How is that an own? How is that news? Is there a single person that voted for Trump that was like, what? He used on the books tax laws to give the government, which pisses our money away at record rates, the least amount of money as possible? Ah, uh, oh, I'm going to need a fainting couch. Hello, McFly. Everybody takes every write-off they possibly can. And if you're not, you should be. You should do everything right up into the right up to the line of the gray. Because your government doesn't spend your money wisely. We just gave how many trillions away? Why would anyone willingly give them their money? He writes, but I will admit NBC's insinuation that Thiel was traveling around the world to frequent taints. Uh, webcam ladies is hilarious, even if there, though even there, the humor is unintentional. You see here, you see the problem here? The same news reporters that are constantly promoting misinformation themselves are complaining people are believing unreliable sources instead of them. And they want social media platforms to censor misinformation while assuming those rules won't apply to them. We saw this with the Twitter files. Here's Kat going, having absolute meltdown that people chose to follow Andrew Tate. Worse yet, some of the news commentators are training their audience to mistrust credible news sources in favor of watching them. This problem is growing as the gap between fake news and truth widens. Hey, I'm a commentator. I think you should watch people that you trust. I don't need to tell you that Cat 10 bars garbage reporting tier for NBC News, just like Ben Collins, who was just suspended, are garbage. You know that. You know who you trust. It's that feeling in your tum-tum. You know who's a liar, who's on your side. And I appreciate you all for tuning in. What an amazing way to end the year. I think 2023 is going to be an awesome year for, for um, the community, the commentary community, the news world. It's going to be the downfall of... Of, of woke Hollywood. I think uh, these internet hall monitors like Ben Collins, Taylor Lorenz, Cat, they're all going to go by the wayside, be forgotten, and it's going to be a great time to be around. I hope you enjoyed this video. If you did, make sure you leave a like on it and you subscribe, and we'll talk to you again real soon. Oh, yeah, and join the Telegram. Link in the pinned comment.